Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. Y'all, it feels so good to be back in the building for season two. Ah, It's been such an amazing journey, such an amazing ride. For those of you that may be joining us new to the pod, welcome on in. I'm so glad that you're here. We've had an amazing time of just leveling up and really embracing what it means to live this you glow nurse life. (laughs) I've just been taking time to really invest into the vision of what this podcast is all about and what I what I envision it to be. And I took time off, went to a conference, went, went to a retreat to learn more about how to give my very best, to show up my very best. Just like I tell you all, you know, investing in your health, investing in your mental, physical, spiritual well-being is so important. I'm doing the same for my business, for this vision, for this platform so that we can really serve you in a way that's going to take care of your holistic needs and, you know, really show up as a leader for nurse wellness. And so I, I'm just so excited to be back and I we have some amazing things in store. But today's conversation, let's dive on in. Let's not waste any more time. Nursing as an empath. I'm learning a lot about me. I'm learning about how I operate, what's important to me and why I do the things that I do. And I and I feel like when I was studying and preparing for this episode, it really hit a lot of nerves um, and just opened my eyes to who I am as a person. For those of you that don't know, I've been a nurse for about 10 years. This is going to be my anniversary year here in October. So I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be airing, but October 2022 makes 10 years, your girl been in this thing. And I've been through some things in this thing, but I've been through some things. And thank you, Lord. I've, you know, grown, I'm growing and glowing in this thing, y'all. And I just want to take y'all along for the ride so that we can, you know, glow up and become our best selves, even through the hard stuff, you know, even through the ugly things that we go through as nurses that we don't talk about. And, you know, learning more about yourself is how you can really make those changes that you want to see around you. You know, for, you know, we want to see things change in society and politics and our communities and our families. But in order for us to really see that change is to really see and know about ourselves, but in an honest and loving way and like, Hey sis, this is where you need to work at. This is where you need to glow up at. And it's okay. So for me, I, I always knew I was sensitive as a new nurse, I always knew I was very like touchy feely. And, you know, I was very like, yeah, I got labeled all these things of like being sensitive and being a feeler. Um, But it would help me connect to my patients so much more. And when I heard about this term empath, I'm like, okay, what is this? Uh, I don't know. Um, 
is that me? So let's let's dive in a little bit more and talk about nursing as an empath, what it means to be a nurse and an empath. What does it mean to be an empath? And then how is it different from empathy? And then some tools that you can use to protect yourself from burning out. Because as a feeler, as a giver, as somebody that's, you know, very much, you know, in tune with others and uh, sensitive to needs, it can be easy to pick up on things and to carry it. And then ultimately it can lead to burnout. And so we're going to talk about a few of those things here on the pod. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So what does it mean to be an empath? So being an empath is not like, there's not a real definition. Um, This has just become a term that's more out there. That's more popping and more popular. And like people are talking about it as we're, as we're, you know, as, as society has become more aware of mental health, you know, I'm glad that it's, it's leading that way. It's going that way. But, you know, there's still people that don't know a lot of things and you hear terminology and people may not be well versed and definitions and what it actually means. So according to verywell.com, there isn't a real definition. Um, sometimes it's known as a superpower being an empath. Back in the day, it's it's kind of been seen as a superpower for fictional characters, those that can really tune in and read other people's minds, you know, you know, very like, okay. Uh, But verywell.com gives a a definition that I like. An empath is a person highly attuned to the feelings and emotions of those around them. Empaths feel what what another person is feeling at a deep emotional level. And not only that, empaths, and I'll add this, my own definition, empaths, they are in tune with their surroundings, with the people they're around, and also their surroundings, their environments. Uh, Empaths can be very highly sensitized, highly, um, just very sensitized, very tuned in on their environments and the people that are around them. And it can make them seem like they're a bit of a, a, a sensitive, soft, emotional person. So empath, you know, this word comes from the word empathy, right? We know what that means. We talk about it in our nursing practice, in our nursing uh, studies, how to care, better care for our patients. Empathy, becoming an empathetic person. You know, there's a difference between just sympathy, feeling bad, feeling sorry for somebody, but actually being empathetic for a person. Empathy is defined as simply an ability to understand the feelings of others. And, you know, an empath in another level, it extends to actually taking the feelings on of the other person and of the surroundings. So if you're like working in a high stress level um, environment, the people around you are very high stress, they're snappy, they're, you know, energetic in that way, empaths can generally take on that same, they can mirror that same energy, uh, which may not even be true to their, you know, to their character. And it can be even more stressful for them. They can experience the feelings and emotions of others around them at a higher level, um, just because it, it may not agree with them. You know, like you're not a stressed out person. You know, you're not somebody that wants to be on edge. So when you're around these other people that are on edge and very snappy, you take on their feelings, you feel them and you're kind of like fighting yourself. Like, this is not me. This is not who I want to be. But you're very, you know, highly attuned to others. So, but it, it's a way that you can protect yourself and, and grow from that. And, you know, just like any other skill, you can learn from it, hone in on it and adapt to it, make it your own. And so, yeah, 
empaths, people that may have experienced that, if you're listening and you're feeling like, okay, this sounds like it could be me, here are some other ways that you may know that you are an empath. And like I said, let uh, on a reminder, there's not an actual diagnosis or personality test or you know anything like that to say like, oh, you are an empath. So this is all based off you know my research, my experience with you know being an empath. I feel like I am an empath um, at some level, you know, not in a way that is negative. And we're going to get into that because people can label you at if you're an empath as sensitive, dramatic, doing too much, soft, you're weak, and you're too nice. These were things that I all, I heard a lot being said about myself. And even some, sometimes I labeled myself in that way. Um, not being aware that being an empath or being an emotional person or being somebody that's attuned to their feelings and the feelings of others is a good thing. It's not a negative thing. It's just that people that don't have those skills, don't have those abilities, they see it as something that's a negative because that's where they need to work on. That is an area that they need to work on. Maybe they're not as sensitive. But being in healthcare, that's a plus. Who wants a healthcare provider that is not in tune with their feelings, their emotions, their needs? Who wants a healthcare provider that's just like cold to the touch, um, very terrible bedside manner, and you know, not able to relate to their patient because we're in the profession of helping others. So, you know, if you're getting all this backlash and being labeled this way, just know that the people that are labeling you, that are saying these things to you, it's maybe because they're deflecting. They're seeing an area that they need to work in. And, you know, seeing that you're operating in this way at a high level that they're not able to, it may be looked at as a negative. And in reality, it's a, it's a form of deflection. Anyways, that was like a side rant, <laughs> but um, just of something that I've experienced, you know, and it's okay. I, I've moved forward from that. I've grown forward from that. And now that I can see that my emotions are a good thing and my emotions are something that I can tune in on, you know, I want to help others do the same. So some signs that you may be an empath. And how to use your superpower for good without burning out. So for me, like I said, when I realized I was very emotional, I was a very highly sensitive person. I also noticed that I couldn't anticipate needs before the patient, before other nurses would ask, before the doctors would ask. I would be able to anticipate needs. I would be able to anticipate like the next step. And maybe it's because, you know, of course, over time you learn, you get to know people, whatever it is, but not everybody's great at that. You know, I could see my patient uncomfortable. I could see my patient wanted or need something, or I could see that they, their health was deteriorating and I was able to anticipate their needs before they would ask. Um, I was also always labeled as like a great listener. Another sign is that you make a lot of friends, like you're a friendly person, people see you as a good listener, and you make a lot of friends, you care, you care for others deeply, and you connect with their problems. So when somebody, you know, has an issue or a problem, whether it's at work, or one of your friends, your colleagues, or your family members, you connect deeply to them with their problems, you know, their problems become your problems, and you're like, ready to take action, you're ready to like, let's, 
let me go kick her butt. Like, I, where is she? You know, like, this is wrong. You know, they should not do that. They, You know, you connect deeply with other people's problems and you may even, you know, take them on as your problems. Another sign that you're an empath, uh, sensitivity to noise, sounds, smell. And like I said, getting over-involved in other people's problems or issues when they bring it to you. So that one was, the other two were um, definitely new to me because I knew I was a sensitive person to, you know, what other people would say to me and like how people would treat me or like situations when somebody came to me with their problems, I would get very involved with my family members, all of those things. And then sensitivity to noise and to sounds and to smells. That was interesting to me because I've noticed recently here in my boundary journey, and we're going to get into boundaries because, you know, what's a good talk about self-care if we don't talk about boundaries, right? (laughs) Boundaries is in that thing. Look, self-care all the time, self-care all day, boundaries. Okay. Um, As I've been in my self-care journey, my boundary journey at work, I've had to put up a boundary with some coworkers about noise level, just because that is important to me and that's how I operate. And that's how I'm able to get my work done at a faster pace. And I had to honor that and speak up on that. And I didn't realize that that I may have those tendencies of being an empath. And so I am I'm just like learning about this. I'm like, hmm, I may very well be this type of person, you know, and that's okay sound throw me off so you know if somebody comes in with a with a funky attitude and I can hear them breathing right next to me and they're like you know I pick up on that I'm like in my case I have to you know I want to turn to them and ask them well what's going on how's your day you know what can I do to help you is there some way that I could support you but like I gotta do work so that's not good that does not help me I mean it helps me with my relationships with my coworkers and things like that but to be honest, like I had to put a boundary on that. Like, I can't like, can we keep the noise level to a minimum, you know, conversations, if people walk in that they're your friends and coworkers, you know, come in and want to chat. I'm like, Hey, let's chat at lunch. Do you want to just talk at lunch? Let's go grab lunch. Cause I can't really work on, you know, when you want me to pay attention and I, I want to pay attention. I care about your story, you know? And it's been it's been uncomfortable because I don't want to sound mean. I don't want to sound rude. I don't want to be rude to anybody or make them feel small. But if I don't speak up, then I'll end up resenting them. And like, you know, and people don't know when they're stepping on your boundaries. Generally, they don't know. And so it's up to you to speak up about it. Um, and so that's a little bit about boundaries. <laughs> a little bit about that. Uh, but we'll we'll get into it a little bit more. So Now that you have identified some signs of an empath and maybe, you know, some ways that you can protect yourself, let's talk about how nurses can grow and glow as an empath. So if you've listened and you diagnosed yourself like I did, (laughs) it's okay. Maybe you may have some empath tendencies or maybe you're like, uh, Fallon, I need to work on this. I actually am not very empathetic. Uh, I was the one that kind of has a, you know, cold demeanor, but you may still be wanting to help people um, in your own way, but you have a difficult time being empathetic to others, which is another thing. We're going to get into that in another, another episode. But if you diagnose yourself as an empath or you want to become more empathetic, this next section is going to be good for you. So let's dive in. So new nurses, 
as a new nurse, that if you may think that you're an empath or you've been labeled sensitive or you've been labeled uh, dramatic, too soft, way too nice, you know, it's okay. Embrace your new nurse experience. You're passionate, you're fresh, you're new, you're enthusiastic about helping others. And that's great. Your empathy is probably what drew you in to becoming a nurse, to wanting to help others. And now that you know about the empath experience and connecting deeply with others, this can lead you know, to things like compassion fatigue and burnout. So you have to protect yourself. You have to draw those boundaries. Um, because you're a new nurse, because you're so fresh and you're so wanting to help and you're wanting to show up, which is great. It's all like needed. You know, I've gone into nursing and felt like just a fly on the wall because I was just so new and unexperienced. And I felt like, you know, my fresh experience wasn't a good thing. So I'm here to tell you, you know, it's a good thing, but protect your glow, protect that energy, that fresh energy, because it can lead to burnout because you're so easily involved. You're so, it's it's part of your nature to want to help, to want to jump in, to want to solve problems, to be supportive and, you know, it can drain you. So be careful about who you surround yourself, how much time you give to others, you know, make boundaries and it's okay. Another way to grow and glow through your journey as an empath is, you know, definitely just being self-aware. Self-awareness is one of my top self-care strategies. The more that you're aware of who you are and what you need, the more you're going to be able to, you know, love on others the way that you do because you're so aware of your experience, you start being aware of others and it makes you a better partner, a better person overall. It's such an experience to be, you know, not only aware, but like knowing how to level up, knowing where to glow in your, your areas. And the way that I got more, one of the ways that I got more self-aware was by taking a personality test. So I'm going to share this link to a free personality test. You've probably heard it. Maybe you've taken it even before, 16personalities.com, or maybe you haven't. But I definitely want to encourage you to take any type of um, assessment or personality. There's the DISC assessment, um, the Enneagram. There's so many ways that you can better understand yourself. And, you know, the thing with these personality tests is that they're not always like spot on. You take what you need, you take what aligns, and then you throw out the stuff that doesn't align, you know, and you don't, you don't necessarily just nail it in, you know, it's not just cemented in. Things change, people change. And the great thing is that once you learn your personality, and maybe some, you'll also learn some areas where you need to adapt. And so you'll see some things that you want to change. And that's the great thing about a personality test is not to say like, oh, this is my personality. That's how I am. I just speak my truth and I have no filter. And that's just how I am. Like not saying that that's not great at some times, you know, speak your truth, but that's not always the okay. It's not always just the like, okay, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to act always. Personality tests are to help you and to see you uh, grow what areas you need to grow. Um, another way that you can grow and glow is, you know, be being aware of your experience, that empath experience and owning it and knowing that you can go overboard at times, knowing that you can go on the deep end. You can jump off into the deep end and that's okay. Once I became more self-aware of myself, oh, and my personality, I, I did the 16 personalities. 
and the Myers-Briggs. I did the Myers-Briggs as well. That's another great one. And I'll, I'll link to all of those in the show notes. I found out that I was the ENFJ-T. I know I'm an extroverted. I forgot what the N is. N is and I'm a thinker and judgment, but a turbulent judge judger. So I I'm very I'm very I think about my feelings a lot and I'm extroverted, but I'm really like out there with my feelings, but kind of a turbulent kind. Like I'm not sure. So, you know, that that was a that was a weird experience. That was a different experience. Seeing who I was in those letters, like I had to just own it. You know, it may have not been the great, like confident person that I wanted to be. I I was turbulent. I am still turbulent sometimes. I'm working on it. You know, I have a hard time making decisions. Like I'm kind of like, so, so not sure sometimes, Um, but I'm working on it. You know, I, I owned that. I'm aware of my experience as an empath, as a feeler. And I know that I can get overly involved. And I know that certain sights and sounds can really distract me, but it's okay. And then I set boundaries big time. Oh my gosh, boundaries. Here we go. Another way to grow and glow through it is by setting boundaries with others, definitely, and with yourself. That's another one. Knowing your triggers and what is a healthy place for you to be at mentally. Yeah. I mean, we talk about boundaries with others saying no to others, you know, which is huge. As somebody that was always a people pleaser, (laughs) I always wanted to be everybody's best friend and I wanted everyone to like me, which is great, you know, but it left me with a lot of like resentment and not, not very much space to be uniquely me, who God created me to be. And you know, because I was a people pleaser, I would go with whatever everybody wanted. And, you know, whatever my boss wanted of me, you know, this is what she wanted me to be, or whatever my coworkers wanted me to be, or how to get in with the new crowd or with all the popular people, you know, and it it left a lot of like, who is Fallon? Where is she in all of this? (laughs) And so I definitely had to set boundaries with others. But I wasn't able to set those boundaries without becoming more self-aware about who I was and what I needed and what I liked and what I disliked. So before setting boundaries, you have to get to know yourself first. And then you have to set boundaries with yourself. And then you can set healthy boundaries with others. You know, there's there's two, three types of boundaries. You know, the porous ones, open boundaries where you're always saying yes to everyone. You want to let everyone in. You you're always the yes man. You're you're just everybody's friend, the people pleaser, all of that. And then there are the rigid boundaries, the the closed boundary types that are people that always say no. They don't let anyone in. They have their walls sky high. They don't know how to ask for help. They don't know how to be available and vulnerable to others. They like to just figure things out on their own. So and that's the second type. And then of course, healthy boundaries is more of a flexible boundaries. They're able to say yes. They're able to say no. There's no guilt. There's no shame. They're able to know who they are, what they need, and you know, let in the good and the bad. But that only comes from knowing yourself and knowing what you need and knowing your triggers, of course. And you know, it comes in different ways. It comes in different areas of your life where you know something will trigger you, come up, it'll trigger you. You may have thought, okay, I got over this, you know, I put a boundary in place, I'm good. 
the triggers come from all areas, you know, it could come from your personal life, relationships, things at work, people on the street, random times you're tested, you know, um, but setting those boundaries will definitely help you as an empath, like knowing what's going to trigger you and saying no to yourself, like Fallon, no, stop overthinking. You set your boundary. It may have been uncomfortable. It may have been ugly or what if it sounded rude? It's okay. You're learning, talking to yourself in that way, like repeating those thoughts and saying like, Hey, it's okay. This came out ugly. It didn't come out perfect and polished, you know, but I'm setting my boundaries. I'm not overthinking. I'm going to bed now. Like I'm not stop ruminating, like putting your foot down and saying like, no, these thoughts are not healthy for me. Trying to figure out all these strategies and ways that you can help somebody that doesn't even want to help themselves. That's not healthy for you, Fallon. Stop it. You know, and, and being kind to yourself in that process. It's like, it's a journey because I'm the oldest child. I take responsibility for my, for my siblings, but I can't figure out their lives for them. And I'm not always right. Like what Fallon thinks does not always have to happen. Um, so. So setting those boundaries with yourself is so important, but in a healthy, loving way. Um, and that's really going to help you and protect your glow. Last final tip to help you grow and glow through this thing is because we're growing every day and it doesn't have to be an uncomfortable growth. You can make it uncomfortable and hard or you can enjoy it and glow through it. The last one that I'm going to share is prioritizing your me time as an empath you feel so deeply for others. You can get involved, over-involved, enmeshed almost with other people's problems and your family, they're number one to you. You're a feeler. You anticipate needs. You're so great with people. You, you're a great listener and all of those things. And on top of that, you're a nurse. You better prioritize that me time, that alone time. I have learned like so much about myself because like I said in the beginning about my a personality. I'm an extrovert, very much extrovert. I love being around people. People energize me. You know, they give me um, a lot. I feed off their energy and I get new ideas when I'm around people. And, you know, I'm, I love to collaborate and all of those great things. But it does drain me. And I have to be honest about that. I do really well with alone time. And so I'm trying to find that balance between like, I've always been open to friends and parties and events and being out there and being involved and doing the things. But now I'm trying to find this balance of like, okay, I need to make sure I have my me time. And sometimes it goes overboard. Sometimes I'm very extroverted. And sometimes I go really hard on my me time. And that's a sign like, okay, what's going on here? Are you burnt out? Are you feeling burnt out? Are you really tired? What do you need to do for you? So it's, it's important to me as an empath, as somebody that feels for others a lot to prioritize my me time, my time to recharge because I can get overly involved. My intentions could be the best. I may just want to like save the world, especially at work. You know, our intentions are, are always great, but are they really worth the stress? Are they really worth those, those, those sleepless nights? No, nothing is worth your mental well-being. Nothing. Another last point, hone in on your gift. It's a strength, like I said, but knowing like, okay, I can go overboard with this. How can I hone on 
in on this thing? How can I, you know, really get to the to the good um, and use it as good and not look at it as just a weakness? Hone in on your gifts by practicing unrelentless self-care. That's the only way. Be just the the ambassador for self-care, not only for others, but oh, for yourself, like putting those boundaries on, telling people like, no, with yourself, like giving yourself grace, giving yourself a lot of patience and self-acceptance, like all of these things are real self-care. By putting yourself first, you can give more abundantly and not feel resentful. The growing process does not have to be ugly and hard. You can still preserve your glow through it all, sis. So I hope you enjoyed these tips to help you grow and glow through your empath journey. Like I said, we can run ourselves ragged trying to give to everybody else, but just tapping in as new nurses that some of you may be watching or listening in, own your new nurse experience. You're passionate, you're fresh, own it. You're empathetic. Own it and preserve it. Protect that glow so that you don't get compassion fatigue where you just get tired of giving to others and you no longer have that compassion, that spark anymore. You know, protect it. Like, you know, these are the hours that I operate. This is is the amount of time that I'm going to give you to listen to your problems, to show up to that event, to, you know, after work is after work. I'm all about selling after work because I worked hard for my 12 hours, you know, so I'm not... I'm not answering that phone after a certain time, you know, preserve your glow, especially your new nurses, be unrelentless about your self-care. You're new, you're learning. So it's going to be a lot of work and it's okay. Take a self-awareness or personality test and know your values. Get to know what is important to you. Be aware of your experience, own it, set those healthy boundaries, find out more about your triggers and prioritize your me time. Be unrelentless about your self-care. Definitely putting yourself first is how you're going to grow and glow through this thing, y'all. And I'm so thankful to have been able to share that with y'all. I'm learning so much about it. So because I don't want to leave you empty-handed, I want to share a free gift with you. I have a wellness journal that's going to help you stay organized in your health and wellness journey. Stay organized in your well-being journey. And this free gift is available to you by clicking the link in the show notes. It's a personalized journal with different resources for mental wellness, your nutrition, your fitness goals, your water hydration goals, all of the things that you need to succeed in nursing life. So I definitely want you to tap in, grab that freebie now, join my email campaign for more insights, all of the things to keep you motivated and feeling confident in your nurse wellness journey. So if that's what you need, click the link and let's do it. I'm also available for a free live strategy session, a self-care strategy session. So If you're interested in that, there's also a link for that in the show notes. We can dive deep and really find out what self-care needs you need. I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life. This is what I do, y'all. And I'm here to support you. I know what it feels like to be a new nurse who wants to give her very best and may put her own needs on the back burner or not even know how to start having better self-care. Because honestly, y'all, I did not know about self-care at all. What is the self-care and who is it? Like, where is that at? As a Latina nurse, self and me, 
those were not in my vocabulary. Me time? What is that? (laughs) So if you're feeling a lot like that on your journey and, you know, you want to do the right thing, you want to do the noble thing, you chose this career, but it does not mean you have to self-sacrifice. Join me in any of these free resources. You can get the journal. You can hop on a call with me and stay tuned. We're in season two, y'all. We in this thing. And I'm so excited for all of the wonderful topics to come, how to help you grow and glow through your nursing journey so you can do the very best at what you do. Being an amazing nurse, that is you. And we're rocking it out each and every day. Let's get it, y'all. And I will see you next time. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to the podcast. And I will see y'all next time. Bye.